All right, welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Needham. Today, actually, I haven't done this in over, I'd say it's been about two years since I've done a podcast recording with the person with me in person. Uh, Partly that's COVID, partly it's just like most most of the interesting people, they don't live right next to me. Um, But I was lucky this week, actually last week, um, I had... Vanessa uh, reach out to me say like hey I'm in Salt Lake for like a week like what should let's let's do something let's meet up and I'm like okay perfect I got just the thing like let's get you to drive 90 minutes north of Salt Lake get out of your way get you in the mountains a little bit uh, to Logan so I've got uh, Vanessa hung with me on the podcast uh, she, if you've uh, traveled to any events in the last uh, you know decade she's been there she 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 knows a lot um, uh, I'll, I'll do more to introduce her, but Vanessa, welcome. Thank you, Scott. I love it. And thank you for the invite. I love the drive. <laughs> it was amazing to see you mountains. I missed that in Florida. So it's totally you, worth it. You actually got us at the prettiest time. You know, it's uh, the end of May, beginning of June. We just had a rainstorm. So everything like this is like you're hitting our best month uh, week of the year, in my opinion. Um, uh, that's because I just like to be outside and run a bike or whatever. Um, but let's see. Okay, so here's a little bit more about like uh, your backstory is, um, you know, I've seen you participate in a lot of events uh, recently, like, you know, speaking at, at different trade shows. And then about a month ago, I'm meeting with um, my brother's uh, uh, brand. Uh, he is kind of like a little mini aggregator. He's actually bought like six, like, small brands, like, probably uh, doing, you know, 100,000 to, uh, to a million a year. Um, and, you know, brands are a little bit smaller for the uh, aggregators out there. And he's finding, you know, by putting some effort into them, building them into bigger and more interesting brands. Well, um, I was having lunch with uh, this team and they, they were telling me about a problem they were having. They're like, oh, we got like... We got these Amazon uh, contributions, Amazon retail contributions onto our product pages, which means that they like, yes, they own the brand, but like this brand had a history with Amazon retail and like it was just like a nightmare for them to um, to update the pages. And I was like, well, like, it's like, what are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you fixing this? They're like, oh, actually we hired someone. I was like, like who? It's like, oh, like. Uh, Vanessa and I was like, I, I couldn't believe that like you back channeled into my world and started f- solving problems without me even knowing about it. Um, yeah. So that was that was bold. How did you come across them? Uh, you, well, remember? actually, they come across me because I'm very engaged in the community of putting content out there of the unsexy. So all the things about management, backend, and all the stuff. That's what I put out in social media and. Uh, all of their team members apparently follow me on Instagram, uh, sorry, on LinkedIn. And they reached out on LinkedIn and they were like, look, you're our last chance. We really don't know what else to do. I think the content that you put out there makes sense. Can you please help us? <laughs> so when they told me their problem, I was like, okay, I think there is a way, but I cannot guarantee anything. So they're like, look, we've been with a bunch of people before that. We understand the issue, but we trust you. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Uh, they gave me like the opportunity, the trust, and we were able to fix okay. a lot of their issues. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on it. They have a huge catalog, but yeah. 
Amazon catalog and management contribution, that's my, the, the, my passion. That's what I love the most uh, on the Amazon ecosystem. And that's my specialty, so catalog issues. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about today uh, what Vanessa, like is really gonna hit her strength on the head. Like she said, the unsexy stuff of uh, selling on Amazon, which is a lot of catalog management. And that um, if you actually have been selling on Amazon for a while, like you're gonna run into this at some point. Maybe you're actually, your listing gets under attack or you get a listing yanked. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, different things, but, but more historically, specifically with brands and products that have been around for a while, that's where it gets really um, complicated yeah. and you kind of have to push things uh, forward. Yeah. Um, but we do want to talk about, I, I've seen this image and hopefully uh, if you're listening to this, you've seen this before, like there's like a hierarchy of like what Amazon considers as like the content that they are going to show. Yeah. You know, like the image, if it was put in there by Amazon retail, like it's just going to show, it's like super hard to, to, to update and, uh, and to change those pages. Cause you don't want to lose the reviews. You don't want to lose the, 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 yeah, the, the ranking, the, the historical ranking. sales. You might have yeah. to like pull inventory. You don't want to do that. So you really would like to make the changes on the page. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, what, what is the, uh, hierarchy of like, you know, uh, what stuff actually sticks and will show on the front page of a product? Okay. Before we get into that, let's talk about what the Amazon catalog, how the Amazon catalog works and what they need in order to show those contributions. So if you think about Amazon catalog is like a pool, a pool of content. They technically use the best content that is uh, contributed by sellers to put it out. But the way they regulate that those contributions is by, on a point-based system. So it, there are points from zero to 100 and in that hierarchy, you have uh, sellers, you have internal teams, and you have like Amazon itself like as retail. So talking to oh, the thing that you mentioned is like, oh, when you've been selling for a while or when you're selling brands that created ASINs long time ago, that's where it gets uh, problematic, especially when you don't own the brand. So these most catalog issues happen because at some point we lost the contributions for that, that ASIN. And people think that uh, sellers that may be listening, they were they could say like, oh, but I'm brand registered. No problem, I will own them forever. But you can get hijacked, you can get Amazon itself contributing to your listings to make them better. So if we think about an ASIN as a pool of content, Amazon wants that pool to be full of water like full of contributions. So they want information everywhere and they will, based on their algorithm or something in the back end, they will decide what's the best content based on whatever what, what everybody else is contributing. So I've seen uh, sellers that, for example, are doing uh, the resale model wholesale 
and they are selling all their brand that is not theirs, but because they are constantly contributing to the images or the bullet points, eventually, not the, not the first very first time that they put a content out or content in the back end, eventually their images start showing because Amazon is taking that information from a pool of content, right? But let's go back to the hierarchy. So I put out um, a pyramid. It is, you can find it on in, in Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. So at the bottom of the pyramid are the sellers and those sellers can be divided between the ones that are uh, individual and professionals. And from the professionals, you could have the ones that have brand registry and the ones that do not have brand registry for those agents. Then you have the vendors, the people that are uh, dealing directly with Amazon and have a vendor central account. And on top of that, all Amazon internal teams. So depending on where you are in the hierarchy, your contributions will stick better and faster mm -hmm. and they will go through. So if a professional seller is, is selling into a brand that Amazon itself sells, right? A wholesaler, you know? That listing, because Amazon is selling it, that listing is owned by a vendor, is owned by Vendor Central. Mm -hmm. So as a professional seller, because where you are in the pyramid, like the hierarchy, you won't be able to override that content. And that's how it works. Like the person, the last contributor with the most amount of points is the one that owns that contribution. And the other thing I'll say is that things in the ASIN, so a seller could have the contribution rights for the images, but not the contribution rights for the title. Okay. Things like that. Um, now, I think I have two different thoughts. One, like, uh, so like professional sellers are above like, I guess, standard sellers. And then there may even be like, you know, some hierarchy within a brand or even a single product page that like some sellers could actually have like authority over yeah. others. What are some types of things that like would lead a brand, or sorry, leave a seller to like, you know, be able to make contributions while another seller that's selling the same thing wouldn't? Perfect, that's, that's an amazing question. So first thing is that this, this seller that creates the listing is the one that will be the authority on that listing, meaning the controller. So. You could say you are the owner of the listing, but according to the policy, Amazon owns every listing in the catalog. And that's what you need to understand when you get uh, hitting the wall or with frustrations in the catalog and you're like, oh, but this is my brand or this is my product or I create this casing. It's not yours anymore after you upload it in, the, in Amazon's catalog. That's their, they own that. So, but the seller that created is the controller. By being the controller, you have the authority to make most changes because Amazon says like, okay, since this seller created this asing, he or she must be the expert of it, mm -hmm. right? So they won't let other people uh, change as easier uh, the, the attributes. So they won't let other people change the title unless, and this is where it gets tricky once we are in the resale model or if we are getting hijacked by, by you know, a competitor or something, is that Amazon will give out contributions in some areas of the listing once you have somebody that sells in that ASIN more than you or and or has a bigger catalog for that, that brand than yourself. Okay. So, uh, 
that's actually, I think, really interesting that if you are selling more on a product than, than another person, then you can start to like earn those contribution rights. If you have more offers on the brand, Amazon starts to trust you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, sometimes that still may feel like you're not in control. Um, what about um, ways to upend this like hierarchy? hierarchy yeah. You know, say you're a wholesaler uh, or you, you want to like, you got some new images. I've struggled with this. Like I've made some, even with our private label stuff, like we make some new images and like, you know, it doesn't immediately go to exactly what I want. Um, are there any way, what are some ways to like upend this like hierarchy and like get your contributions like live? Is that? I love this question. Um, that's what I talk the most when I go to events or when I do webinars or, or podcasts is it is possible to gain more points and it is possible to get the con control on an async. Once you start first, obviously you need to be relevant in sales. Like if you're against sellers that are sell like 10 times, 100 times more than you, you are probably will take more time to get those your contributions in the front end. But the best way to act on it as a wholesaler that doesn't have any type of rights under those ASINs is contributing into the pool of content. And what I mean by that is start to improve the listings, even when that that improvement or that change doesn't show in the back end, you start putting content. And the amazing thing about the Amazon catalog, if you think about, uh, if you have ever seen, uh, probably you have obviously, the uh, flat file. Mm -hmm. And for the people that don't know, that's like an Excel spreadsheet with all attributes that can be uh, filled in for a specific product, correct? Mm -hmm. So when you see a flat file, there are many, many, many fields that can be uh, fill in. And for most ASINs in the catalog, I'll say, not all those fields are full of content. So when you're a wholesaler, that is where I see opportunities for you to start gaining control. Because since the, the listing is a pool of content and Amazon wants to see everything fill in, you start filling in information. And for example, uh, there is a listing that doesn't have the information for, I don't know, let's say the dimensions of the outer box, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah. Everything there, everything else is there, but the dimension for the outer box is not there in a, in a flat file. So you start putting that information. Since that space is open, Amazon will take your contribution. I'll say like, okay, is this right? Now we're gonna add it to the to the listing in the back end. Most of the stuff that you will do at the very beginning will never show in the front end. It's not that you will go in and change the title, but in the back end you start contributing. So once you do that in a regular basis, and I mean you just need to do it once. You you just need to optimize the flat file once, but all uploading that every so often, mm -hmm. Amazon is seeing in the back end the algorithm because this is not even a person. Amazon is seeing like okay. This is a responsible seller that is contributing. And we are now taking those contributions because they help with a better shopping experience. That's how it works. And then you tell me, oh, this is amazing because I'm a seller and I want to get those contributions. That's exactly what your hijackers and competitors do to hurt your listings. You're saying that they upload regularly on the same ASIN? On the same, well, it can be in your whole catalog of ASINs, but on the same ASIN, but 
the point of hijackers is that they find those empty spaces in your backend and they fill it in with information. And once they start doing that, they can first put like keywords that are not that are restricted that it will you know yeah. trigger some stuff, but because they want to shut you down, and eventually because the algorithm cannot see good or bad. The algorithm just see contributions. Mm -hmm. So if you're hijacking my product, the algorithm will say like, oh, well, but Scott is putting information that Vanessa doesn't have. And they don't understand, the system doesn't there's, understand. There's always going to be like, most products are going to have a lot of blank spaces. Oh, yeah, for Cause, sure. Because there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's just so many uh, fields. So many fields, and Amazon is always releasing new fields and yeah. a sweet spot, and this is just a high-level high hack that I've been exploring for, for quite some time now because I play with flat files a lot, is using all attributes in new listings, in new categories that before didn't exist. So I built crazy pro detail pages from attributes that are not even designed for that specific category. That's where it gets interesting. So when I get into the to the back end of the catalog and, and playing with flat files, you really understand how easy it is to hijack somebody. Like, it is not that hard because the algorithm doesn't see good or bad. You just need to be constantly putting so, information. So if you guys are listening, like, you, if you want someone to do some black hat tactics for you, <laughs> no, um, no, Vanessa just no. offered her services. <laughs> not at all. Um, but, like, I guess, um, well, I mean... I, look, I, with that... Once, once you understand, so you go back to the reverse engineer that, oh, every time people ask me like, but I don't get how they hijack you. And I'm like, look, I get it. And it's, I didn't say because now you need to reach out and say like, Vanessa, I want to like, you know, shut down that async. It's like, now I can help sellers to protect themselves from that happening. So I will, or we in the agency will build what we call bulletproof listings. So it is full backend optimization. Mm -hmm. There won't be any space open. Everything and, will be filling. And yeah, maybe there's some SEO help there, but also, it's, but but it's it's also just like it's it's defensive work. I've actually never like really heard of like this type of like defensive work for a private label seller. Uh, that, that's like super relevant for them because if you do get you know. Um, if you're in a, in a niche category where there's like three or four other products, like all these competitors, they're looking at each other head to head, like yeah. almost every day people yeah. are checking in and they're like, okay, how can I get an edge? How can I get an edge? And, you know, I mean, I, uh, I like to think that I've done everything about the, I've never paid for reviews or whatever, but like there's temptations there. Yeah. And you know, you start to like, you're like, oh, well, let me just try this out. See if I can get, take them down. I'm like. Is that, is that against TOS? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I will say, so people have asked me, I, last month I, I did a workshop, like in-person workshop to build those bulletproof listings and people were like, wait a minute, can we do this for our competitors? And I'm like, yes, but if you're going to do it, please don't do it from your selling account. <laughs> because if Amazon will like see you yeah, that you're yeah. putting like CVD and THC and like keywords that are super triggered to the system to your competitor, you will get shut down. Yeah. So don't that, do it. That makes more sense. Why uh, this is still kind of an issue is because of the way that they have their uh, 
just their catalog like structure built out that like it's actually about finding those unused fields. Correct. And Amazon's going to want to show it. And they're like, well, uh, this says it's THC. Then all of a sudden, another system comes in and attacks it. Yeah. Um, w- one thing I didn't do when we started out our recording is like, I just want a little know, like, you know, you, see, you say you're doing the unsexy stuff. Like, how did you get started into this, uh, you know, into this side that not a lot of people are like paying attention to? Yeah. So I started in e-commerce in 2017, working as an e-commerce manager for a big company that had retail stores, like physical retail stores, and they wanted to get online. So I helped them to go from zero to three accounts plus seven figures um, in on Amazon. So those stores were clothing, apparel, shoes, and accessories. Mm-hmm. Once you have a catalog like that, we're talking about 100K SKUs, you really need to get very good at, mm-hmm. at flat files. So that was my full-time job for a year and a half. And I studied back in Venezuela. I'm from Venezuela. I studied economics, business. So I was very familiar with Excel and I like spreadsheets. I'm a big nerd. Don't don't like get like confused by that super nerd. And then I started like playing with it. Once you you understand the basic level of, oh yeah, I can put a title, I can, and I can put a, you know, the, the main attributes, but then you're like, wait a minute, what if I do this? And the amazing part is that all the spreadsheets that Amazon gives us, the flat files, are customizable. So once I understood that, it was just like playtime. <laughs> and, and I get obsessed about it, and, and I love it. I just love the right. backend stuff. So wait, how long ago was that? 2017. 2017. And was that here in the States? Yes, in Florida. When did you, you, you came over from Venezuela? Yeah, well, I um, went out from Venezuela and then moved to Qatar in the Middle East. Okay. Yeah, for a couple of months. I lived with my uncle there right. and then I moved to Florida. Okay. Yeah. Now you you went the long way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took a detour. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Um, and like, for some reason, there's a lot of action. You, you live in Florida. There's a lot of events that happen in Florida. Yes. Obviously their, uh, their, their COVID stances open for business. Um, D- but like, then all of a sudden the Amazon community is like, oh, we just like choose the warm stuff. And like, of um, course. um, actually if you use smart scout seller map, Miami is the third busiest, uh, uh, city. I don't There's New York and LA. Yeah. Huge, but like, you know, Miami pops in there right there. Yeah. It doesn't uh, surprise me. It's pretty impressive. So, I mean, I guess you, you, you chose well um, by living there and, you know, jumping into uh, this community. community. Uh, there was, um, so, I mean, th- this is like a very, you know, like in the weeds podcast, but like, I think like you said, like once you like start to like play around and like, you're like, oh, I can like control my pages like this, like things do come alive. Oh yes. And, um, but like, uh, this backend catalog stuff, uh, you know, you can, uh, it's an SEO opportunity. Um, I've probably talked a lot about SEO this year and I didn't realize that these other fields can like, uh, you probably should consider them as well. There's no reason not to. Um, especially from a defensive perspective. And then, um, but they also like, you know, you, you, you get your, your listings yanked. Um, how often, 
I mean, how big of a problem is like, you know, ASINs getting yanked? Uh... Mm, I'll say that it really depends on the category. So uh, there are categories more susceptible to getting restricted and junk. And, and that's the other thing. We could uh, talk about uh, lowering in indexation and search time and showing it like kind of what Amazon calls search suppress which is like, your listing is not showing up. Right. What is happening? So that's a catalog issue, but in a superficial level. Then we have the the detail page remove when, when it, mm -hmm. there is a picture of a dog, you know, almost 404 error. Uh, those are related to the account health. So how often that happens? It really, so I'll, I'll say an example, very familiar. I probably, you are very familiar with it, the pesticides issue. Mm -hmm. So back in 2020, that was huge, 2021 also. And now it's not as big, but every so often that system refreshes. And if somebody's using any, what they consider pesticide keyword, that will go down. So you never know when, when Amazon is gonna run their system to find uh, keywords that are like mm -hmm. triggering. Um, obviously, the very, very obvious ones that, that uh, instigate violence or drugs or alcohol or stuff like that, that gets shut down immediately. Mm -hmm. But other stuff that are that you can get away at the beginning, they'll probably like shut you down, down in the future. And the perfect example is the pesticide issue, like the pesticide algorithm that runs in the back end every so often. Yeah. So sellers get away with allergen-free, polygenic, bacteria-free, or antimicrobial, maybe for a couple of months, but when they get shut down, that's like out. That's, a, that's, a, that's an account health issue, and you need to work to get that account held dashboard clean and all your ASINs like whitelisted again by taking those keywords back. But if you're talking in a search term perspective or search results perspective, that is most of the time, Scott, that issue is because we are out of our category. So imagine the, imagine the um, search of Amazon is like a, like an avenue, like a hallway with many, many streets, right? So customers will go to a main street and they will go to a search term and they take a turn and go to smaller and smaller and smaller until they get to niches. That's what we call mm -hmm. subcategories or right. sub-browsing nodes, right? Yeah. If, we, if we have an ASIN that is not properly tied to those avenues, that listing will not be ranking for any keyword. Even when your listing is perfect, it's showing in the front end, you are running PPC. So sometimes sellers come to us and say like, hey, I woke up today and my budget for PPC is like zero. Like uh, we still have all the budget. Like we have not been advertising. Why are we not showing up? It's because you are not in, the, so the, the system won't put you out there in the search results because you don't belong to any category. So that's the most frequent one. And I'll tell you, it happens just because, I don't really believe it's it's a hijacker doing it. It's just happened because Amazon changed categories, merge categories and create new ones every time. Mm -hmm. So their structure changes very frequently. Yeah. And you get you get like thrown away from, from those avenues. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, I... Uh... So you've, you know, after working in this space for about a year and a half, 
Is that when you started your like venture and in, in, in doing this for other people? Um, so after being the e-commerce manager, I then after a year, I got involved to the Wizard of Ecom, the community of oh, Carlos right. Alvarez down, down in South Florida. And I started going to events and started like understanding what, what was the community about because when once I when I was doing the e-commerce manager position, I was very isolated. I didn't know that this yeah. world existed. <laughs> and and then when I got to the community, I started listening to questions that for me were like what do you mean you don't know how to change a category? What do you mean do you know what a flat file is? Like, what do you mean? Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't understand how sellers don't know about management. So I realized that I started helping people, consulting, freelancing, and, and that. And it was just so interesting for me that nobody's talking about the unsexy. Yeah. Nobody pays attention. And it's super underrated. When... If you don't have your account, you don't have any, like it is the foundation for your business, like yeah. having your, a good management. Right. Uh, one thing I like to do on my podcast, like if I bring on a service like a uh, provider, you know, that they usually know more on a subject than I do. And like you uh, identified really well, but um, you know, if I like make a comment, like I want to say, like, oh, here's exactly where you would use uh, like uh, Vanessa Service. I think where you actually come in and are a really uh, great option because I've brought in some very smart people. I also know their prices, <laughs> but I just know like your background and like your your team. Um, and the fact that like my teams are working like, like this is like like I think you bring a lot of value specifically with catalog issues, and um, you know yes you can go to like a lawyer uh, and start to deal with like Amazon legal issues. I'm um, like you said before that you don't deal with suspensions. Yeah. But um, I, but when it comes to like catalog and like things just like behaving a little bit strangely. Uh, or uh, yeah, and like that's like, that's your sweet spot. And I do think. That even just having a conversation with you, um, any seller would figure out really quickly, like, um, uh, like what value they're gonna get, yeah. and like uh, very quickly, even a conversation on it, like a, a, from an audit basis. I'm actually not even sure if uh, we mentioned uh, your 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 company's name. Like you you built it to you know yeah. over a dozen. Uh, uh, people helping out. It's online seller solutions. solutions. Yes, online seller solutions. So I think about my agency as the car shop for Amazon accounts. <laughs> so imagine that your Amazon account is a car, right? Yeah. You could go to services that do marketing and you can paint the car with some stripes and do something uh, fast and furious stuff. That's yeah. like amazing, That's beautiful. Right. But we are the kind of car shop that will solve the issues in your en engine. Yeah. Like we'll put a new tire, like we'll fix issues and problems that are for most sellers very difficult to understand. They don't have the patience, the time or the knowledge to deal with. So that's what we specialize on. And really we take an approach that is uh, holistic in a way because I don't believe things are just account help or right. they are just catalog or they are just inventory. So yeah. it's like an everything kind of approach. Um, with that analogy, I would say, you know, Smart Scout, we are the, uh, we're the Tesla 
uh, screen there that like shows you like where you know like they, they have where like, you need to navigate. A hundred percent, I love it. <laughs> and like Tesla's is so big, and so I'll I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, and you're working in a self-driving tool. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. That's right. Um, I mean, uh, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming in and talking. Um, what I'm. You know, I even owe you more because you were nice enough to like wear a Smart Scout shirt. <laughs> I love it. I like. I think purple is and, my color. And um, uh, drive out. If anyone like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Utah, I have a hard time saying no. If you uh, want to come see the office, and you know, generally, like I learn as much uh, from the people when they come and they learn out. We we we. Uh, this is uh, where I st our office is actually out of a retail store where um, I grew up, I mean, I, I worked as a teenager and then um, actually it really is what helped us sell on Amazon was like these uh, retail, yeah. like we, we were doing uh, wholesale before it was online, um, but just in a very, very small uh, and regional way. Um, so uh, Vanessa Hung, uh, uh, onlinesellersolutions.com, uh, you're gonna get a lot of value just with the conversation, and um, I, I love bringing on people that can actually like teach me something new that I haven't heard, and you said several uh, things that uh, can actually apply to a lot of different people, and, and thank you for doing the work with uh, my brother's company, Ascendant, and uh, you know hopefully we, we get them to take off again. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite. Okay, well, um, that's it, everyone. Thanks, for everyone, for listening. Oh, no, 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 one final question. Yeah. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your smart hack in life and business? Wow, okay. <laughs> what's my smart hack in life and business? I think I will say that I always have, like, have an, a student mindset. That's what helped me the most, like, in life and business. I I still think that I don't know enough about the catalog and I literally like to put myself in a position of a student and you know being humble about what you know and you don't know. I think if people are listening to this episode and they're like they made it to this far, they definitely have a student mindset. I love it cuz like that's what this podcast is for me. I like learn every episode. If I don't, like we're just going to stop the recording and we're going to leave. <laughs> so um I, I only bring people that I know can add like a new layer. So I uh, love it. Okay. Well, um, thank you, Vanessa, for coming on. Thank you on. so much. And uh, everyone uh, stay tuned uh, for more episodes. And, uh, and there we have it. Take care. One, two, three. Yeah.